Bonus episode, Neighbors Bonus. 2, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising from 2016. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2. And this is a movie that I saw months ago and waited and waited and waited for you to see, and now it's finally available on Blu-ray and I DVD just saw it. and digital download to the world. Yeah, I'm stoked. I actually didn't see this in theaters, and I waited, and today was the first time I saw this movie, and I was really amped for it, so it was good. I liked it. It's really funny, and I was I, I remember we I, I sort of talked about it without giving spoilers on one of the past episodes. Yes. Uh, it must have been probably the That Awkward Moment episode, maybe? I think probably about that one. But it's it's good. It's it's an interesting sequel because, like, it, it's very funny still, but it sort of takes the themes of the first ones and takes things that, like, people are talking about in society and sort of, you know, puts a comedic spin on them and sort of about over-sexualizing women and the joke that is men's rights and everything and just sort of... Yeah. It's got, like, a message if you want to sort of... I mean, not like it's ever really trying too deeply, but, like, it's got a message if you want to hear a message. Otherwise, if you just want to laugh, you can do that too. Yeah, no, that's... I thought the same thing. It was actually very poignant for today. There was a lot of, like, super relevant... To- Day jokes in it. But yeah, it was just funny at the same time, so I had a good time watching it. Two things that we've been noting pretty much every episode. I don't believe, unless I missed one, the N-word is not said in this movie, so we're down to four. I know! I know! Damn! We were we were on a good roll there. We had episodes with other people saying... We had De Niro saying the N-word. Yep. We had an N-word drop in The Last Neighbors. Yep. We had Zeph saying the N-word in The Last... in, in um, At Any Price. I mean, yeah, I, I actually was watching for this, too, and there was... No end bombs in this movie. It's uh, I, I feel like there was, there weren't really opportunities. But also in the first one, there wasn't really an opportunity, and they just sort of they wrapped along to Wu Tang. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah, that was a really any, big one. It could come from any side. They just threw that one in. We were kind of both surprised from it last time, and this time I was expecting one. Maybe we could have got one with the uh, one of my favorite jokes in the movie when he's like, "They make us wear cameras now as cops. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Shoot myself?" I mean, like, maybe we could have got one sure. in there, but. They didn't, they didn't, so. What we did get, though, even though we didn't have that, we sort of started a new streak of ways that Zeph is beautifully, creatively described. The one girl in the sorority in Cap and New says, there's a beautiful centaur sitting thoughtfully over there. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. They had, like, a lot of good Zeph jokes in this one regarding him being super Zeph ripped, and I liked it. I liked when they were, like, you know at the party and she's like i'm just a woman i needed to see that too you know (laughs) what's cool about this is that this is the first sequel i think we've done right are we gonna do i guess aside from high school musicals are there other sequels that he's done no probably not right i don't i feel like there's not i think that that's on the imdb i think that that's it well like the high school musical we got a trilogy right but yeah this is like the first like and and really is that like a is that a sequel i mean it was a show so it's not really like a sequel well was it a show was three movies I don't think it was a show. I thought they, I thought they had a TV show, too. I don't think no? so. Because if there was, he's not in it. I don't think it was ever... I think it was just three standalone Disney Channel movies. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, yeah, I I haven't watched Disney Channel ever, so I would have no idea. We're coming up on the first one soon. Oh, no, we're not. Not Just kidding. Not till, not till May. We're not going to get there for a while. There's still a lot of Zeph to be had before we get to the first one. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Zeph to be had. But what's cool about this movie <laughs> is that because it's a sequel... 
we get to sort of expand on the characters. Like, not that they're really... That was probably my favorite part of the movie, yeah. Like, not that comedies ever really go too deep into characters. I mean, there are, like, you know, I think the funniest comedies are the ones where it's all character-based, you get to know the characters, and the first movie did a really good job of that, but here, you get to go a little bit deeper, and you get to see Zeph and, like, okay, because the movie does, I think, a really good job of, like, three years later, or however, where would all these people be? And so everybody sort of progresses along, but you have Zeph, who's still working at Abercrombie & Fitch, except they got rid of the shirtless models, so now he has to wear... (laughs) This, like, what is it called? A monkey suit? Just like a... And <laughs> yeah, Dave, but it's like a really nice sweater. Dave Franco says, it looks like a really soft sweater, man. I mean, he... Everybody has grown up. Has kind of evolved and grew out of the, like, whole frat bro situation, yeah. Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne are pregnant again. Carla Gallo and Ike Barinholtz are pregnant for the first time. Dave Franco gets proposed to by his boyfriend. That was a big... Was that... That was a big surprise for it me. Was. We, we can't We can't skim over that. Like, little Franco being gay was, like, a huge surprise for me like not that like it was cool and like i'm glad that he went with it it was super new age and i liked it it fit the movie they played it really well but like we were really confused i was watching it tonight with zach not zach efron but i was watching it with zach when they started singing the song and like the dude got down on one knee we were like is little franco gay in this movie and then they just went with it and they played it really well i liked it a lot it worked well I think it definitely makes sense, though, based on their interactions from the first movie. I mean, even, like, at the end of this movie, like, Zeph could be, like, the, the, I don't, I don't know anybody's, yes. any character names in this. Yeah. Uh, but he could, Teddy, he could, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy could be gay because he's, like, he's, like, you're not really talking about Darren, are you? And, like, they, they just, I mean, whether he's gay or whether he just, like, loves him as a Delta side no, brother or, like, a real him. brother. Yeah, I mean, he, he loves just, him like a brother. Yeah, there's just genuine love there. And it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, they make the joke that Gerard Carmichael's character was by curious all of his sophomore year. Yes. Because sometimes you have to suck a dick to know that you suck don't want to suck dick. to know you don't want to suck dick, yeah. <laughs> what a great joke. That was a good one, too. But what I like about that, I don't want to say the like character change or whatever, but, like, it makes sense. It's a natural progression. It's something that you can see, like, it doesn't, like, it's a surprise, but it's not really, like, a super surprise. Like, it, it's justified. Yeah, it worked for me. It, like, I totally believed it. I liked it. I liked it. They're doing, this was a super progressive movie. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot about women's rights and, like, having the relationship with little Franco and his husband and them getting married and stuff was super cool. And I, I like seeing progressive movies. I like that coming to the mainstream and like people having to accept that this is a reality now. Yeah, absolutely. They're all growing up and maturing and getting proposed to or being a cop or designing an app that makes your dick pics bigger and you <laughs> change the world one dick at a time. Yeah. Zeph is still just working in the same place. And so he's not really in the movie as much as he could be or as much as he is in the first one who zeph i mean he's in it a lot really i well no he's in it a lot here's the the point though i mean the movie's about sort of like the first one the movie's about seth rogan and rose byrne and it's about the sorority next door but he's really like the star like he's the emotional center of it i mean he's in it a lot but there's also like a long stretch like long stretches of the movie where he's just not in it you know what i mean uh i don't know i don't i don't agree like i don't think that he's not in it enough i just think that every time he's on screen like it's the most important scene in the movie sort of yeah yeah he the screen time he has is very important but i think he gets a lot of screen time in this for me my biggest qualm with this movie was that 
I loved the crew, the cop and McLovin and that crew. I wanted to see more of them and they got no screen time in this movie. Which I mean, rightfully so, like this movie was about the girls in the sorority, but like at the same time, like the scene with Hannibal and the kid being the cop, those are probably some of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. And I wish we had seen more of that. Well, I think that's what I was saying. I think that's what previously. I said. Previously, yeah. yeah like, you you said like, the exact same thing previously. everybody's back, it's just that, like, p- the people who are back, like, aside from, like, the main stars, you're going to leave wanting more, because it's not really about them anymore. Like, their story's sort of been told, and to be honest, I mean, their story is not really interesting anymore. I mean, like... They, no, they, it's not relevant, it's not interesting. Funny. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could see McLovin with the app, or you could see Gerard Carmichael and Hannibal going around busting people or not busting people, being like, yeah. hey, guys, like, you gotta come down to the station with us, we got water bottles. We'll get you P.F. Chang's on the way, yeah. Or Chipotle, whatever you want. <laughs> like, you could do those, but I mean, they're, 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 there's no emotional weight there, and I think that the Neighbors movies, there's really, like, as, as loaded with, like, dick jokes and party music and just, like, attractive people as they are, there's really, like, an emotional core to these movies that I feel like doesn't get a lot of tension which is really kind of great yeah like i said they're progressive and i think that the emotional part of these movies and like the dealing with the change in your life is a super strong part of these movies and seth rogan doesn't get enough credit for working on movies like this like they're funny but they also like they hit home at least for us, people our age, I think, so... Well, because what's, what's interesting about the movie, I think, is that, sort of like the first one, you're kind of on both people's sides. Like, you're on the side of... Like, they do a really good job of, like, you know, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne just want to move, they want quiet for 30 days so they can get out of escrow. Meanwhile, you're also on the side of, like, Chloe Grace Moretz and the other sorority girls... Yeah, the women want their rights, too. Because yeah. they've been oppressed, and they just want to party, and they want to, you know smoke weed and they want to whatever they just want to have fun and be college kids the and society is keeping them down man and so you can sort of see like they're not doing anything illegal wrong they're yes they i mean yeah well, i mean they are but like but, you know yeah. in, the, in the grand scheme <laughs> of things aside from like the whole like aside from like you know buying and selling weed probably not doing anything like and drinking underage of course but like they're not really and smoking doing any, weed and, and smoking, yeah. you know but but <laughs> in reality in my moral gray area i don't think that they're doing anything wrong Aside from, like, everything we just mentioned, probably other things we didn't mention, you know, breaking into their neighbor's house, house and stealing, stealing stuff. Their yeah, aside from all that stuff, you know, they're not really doing the anything illegal. The illegal shit. The illegal <laughs> quotation marks shit, yeah. But, I mean, like, the movie does a really good job, because there's, like, a long stretch of the movie, probably, like, 15 or 20 minutes early on, where it's only the new characters. So there are five writers on this film, and they all do a good job of, you know, knowing that they established the world in the first movie so that they are they feel comfortable you know it's, yeah. it's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg his writing partner they do all the like every movie that Seth Rogen's written he's written with him is that the other neighbor is that the other neighbor guy no that's like, like his Barinholtz. best friend his no, best no, no, friend no, no no I don't think so he's who's actually, this guy that's like Barinholtz. he's not in the movie okay I don't think Evan Goldberg acts Okay. He was in This Is The End as himself, uncredited, and he was in The Night Before as a karaoke singer, uncredited, but he's never been on screen otherwise. He's just sort of a behind-the-scenes... Seth Rogen's buddy. Okay, right. that's cool. Uh, so they did two, and then the guy who directed was another writer, and then the two guys who also wrote the first one. Because I don't know if Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen wrote the first one. That's a thing I'm going to look up on IMDb right now. I don't know. No, they didn't write the first one. It was just these two guys, Andrew J. Cohen and Brendan O'Brien. 
So the five of them all wrote this movie together. So they're all confident enough in what they did in the first one. They were the same two guys from before. Yep. Did they come back? Okay, cool. And the director's the same. So the five of them wrote, like, they're just comfortable enough in the world they set up in the first movie that they're like, okay, we're going to go to this sorority party and we're going to see Selena Gomez and her Lambda, Lambda Phi? What's their sorority name? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something, maybe Lambda Phi. That sounds right. Or, I don't know. Phi Lambda. Phi Lambda. Whatever Selena Gomez's sorority is. I wish she was in it more. Same, dude. I really wanted more Selena Gomez. Th- this was the thing. The girls that I liked that were in this movie weren't in it enough for me. And the girls that were in this movie a lot, they're new actresses, and I didn't connect, man. Well, like, Chloe Grace Moretz has been in a ton of stuff. She's been around for, like, six or eight years. The blonde years. girl? Yeah, the I mean, she, blonde girl? Yeah, she's going all the way back to, like, Hit Girl and Kick-Ass. I mean, she's been in... You've, yeah, you've, you've seen her in tons this. of things. Yeah. The other, the second girl, the black girl, was in Dope. Okay, and I I've never seen it, but I don't know who the other girl, the other white girl, I don't know what, she else, what, what other things she's been in. I think she's new to me. But for me, it was like, you know, okay, comparing them, we had Little Franco, McLovin, and Zeph. Yeah. And the cop kid. The drug right? Rival, yeah. And and then you were compared to these girls. I mean, we, we could have picked a good cast for this. They could have gotten a good cast for this. Not that these girls were bad, just saying they could have... Maybe a place of the movie. Maybe they just picked up some new girls to give them some more well, I think power. That's, I think that's part of the point, though, that they're aside... Like, they have... You cast this known actress, you cast Chloe Grace Moretz in the lead role because you need somebody recognizable, yeah. but I think the whole rest of the sorority, even though when they're outside Seth Rogen's house and they're all in bikinis, they're all sort of beautiful. Like, it's not really, but like, I feel like this sorority is sort of like the cast-off sorority, so it's like everybody else who's not, true, not Touché. like, you know, yeah. a beautiful movie yes. starlet like Selena Gomez, yes. and not saying that these other girls aren't attractive, but you have them... That they're they're not movie star beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're purposely counterculture. Yeah. I understand. They're the okay. ones who don't fit into the sorority picture. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, that that's a good point. I agree with that. But I like that they spend so much time like at the Philamda party and then back at the dorm with the crazy psychotic RA. Oh, he was great. He was a great character. I liked him. I mean, I, I wish he would have been Rafi, but oh, other God. than that, I, other than other than wishing he was Rafi in the movie. I am very happy with him. I feel like Rafi could have pulled off, if Jason Manzoukas could have played college age, I mean, I guess he doesn't really need <laughs> yes. to. No, he could. He didn't even need to be a college age person, but he could definitely be an RA. It's that a, same kind of like energy. A, yeah, it's the same kind of energy, the same, like, character. It was it was a Rafi character that wasn't Rafi, so. So they spend time there, and then they go and they sort of, you know, rent the house from Billy Eichner, who's amazing as their real estate agent. Was he in the last one or no? What no. was he in? He was in something that we saw with them, though, right? He was in a Zack so. Attack. Maybe not? Okay. He was in another movie that I saw. He's been in, I mean, his big thing is Billy on the Street. He's got that, I think it's a web series. Um, he also was in, or he is in Difficult People, which is on Hulu. Oh, he's on Parks and Rec? That's what I'm remembering from. Sorry. He's, I'm remembering from Parks and Rec, yes. He was in one episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He was in Sleeping With Other oh, People. Oh, yes, he was in that, too. Kimmy Schmidt, too. Yeah, he's good. I like him. He's funny, man. I mean, he he's a, he's a one-note, per, like, actor in the sense that he has to play this, like, intense, weird character in every movie, but I do like him when he plays this. Like, he plays it well. It's Jason Manzoukas, too. He's the same thing. Rafi plays the same character in every movie, and I love him for being Rafi, so... Yeah. I, what I do like about his character in this movie is that he's 
not gay, apparently, because he had sex with a female real estate agent, but, like, in everything else he plays, he's the same intensity and just, like, this hyper gay man, you know, like, it just... Yeah, and just like is. So it's, like, a little bit of a twist. I mean, it's sort of, you know, like Zeph in, like, a button-down sweater or whatever. It's, like, knowing what he is perceived as and sort of twisting it just a little bit. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I like that, too. But just as we sort of spend enough time with these girls and we sort of get into their world and know who they are and know why they want to do things and know their motivation and sort of know their problems about how they don't have money, then we're thrust back into the world that we know because Zac Efron, having run out of his apartment after he was basically kicked out because until later in the movie when he's like, (laughs) I'm not losing a best friend, I'm gaining a best friend's husband. Uh, When Dave Franco gets engaged, he's like, hey, so we're going to live here and if you could not live here, that'd be cool. So he just runs there barefoot, and then, you know, it's this intersection of, like, the world we knew and the world that we're getting to know. Which I thought was a great transition. That was the perfect way to blend these two worlds together. I really liked that they come down, Zeph's in the living room. That was perfect. That perfectly meshed the two together. It was a great segue between the movies. It feels like Zeph sort of knows he's in a movie. I mean, it's not necessarily that he's in a movie, but, like... He sees Seth Rogen and Roseburn on the sidewalk, and he tells the girls to run away, and then, you know, they have this, like, little awkward sort of Western standoff, and then he's like, I'll, see, I'll be like, seeing you guys soon enough. And then, like, you know, the next scene, he's like, you know, this is soon, like, welcome this soon enough. And they're like, what are you talking about? So it's just like, he knows, I, that's not really necessarily like a, he's in a movie joke, but it's also kind of like a, uh, he knows, like, there's like a, uh, th- there's something funny sort of with the passage of time, you know what I mean? Because, like, we yes. don't really know, that could have been three days, it could have been a week or whatever, but in the movie, it's like three minutes later. I have a qualm with this whole thing, though. Um, when we were watching it, didn't Zac Efron and Seth Rogen end on good terms last movie? Um, They were both yes. flexing in front of the Abercrombie. They were kind of bros. This, I mean, like, I get that they had, had sort of this tension in the beginning to set the stage for it. But at the same time, I didn't like how this didn't play into the world for me. Because I was a fan of Neighbors. And I remember the end of Neighbors. They were kind of close. Like, they were together. I thought that this movie was going to start out with Zeph automatically being on Seth Rogen's side, whereas them throwing this kink in it, it kind of fucked up the world that they were in. I went into the movie the first time the same way that you did, like, assuming they were going to be on the same side, and when they weren't on the same side, I was like, oh, like, that's weird, but I think the movie does a good enough job, and it's not, I mean, it's sort of... It wasn't a big hang-up, I agree, it wasn't something that I'm like, oh, I don't like this movie because of this, but at the same time, I was like, man, they should have had some continuity in it, you know what I mean? I, I feel like, and this is sort of like a little bit of a cheat, but like, I feel like they were like, okay, why would he no longer be friends with Seth Rogen? I mean, there is a very viable real reason. It's because he called the cops and now he has a criminal record. That's true. They kind of threw that in, but they didn't... It was good, but it wasn't enough for me. It I think it's enough because, enough. I mean, ultimately it doesn't really matter, I don't think, because it's just no, a movie. you're right. I feel like that's sort of like a, okay, we need to establish a conflict between the two, and I feel like that's a viable conflict, but I can also see where you're coming from in that it just sort of came out of nowhere. But what I like about this movie is that it doesn't waste time setting things up to like pay off later like they know that they no, just want, neither the, did the last one but like know? they just want to get to the jokes and so like later when they have this plan to buy all the weed from this guy from you know the girl's brother daffodil and then call the cops and all the other dealers they say to the girl like 
didn't you say that? She's like, yes, my brother Daffodil, which I just said or whatever. Like, it was in a way that, <laughs> it was in a way that, like, we know that we're, again, like, we know we're in a movie. We don't need to have, see this conversation earlier, like, because it's not going to be able to fit in organically. Yes. So it's just like, yeah. okay, we need, we know how we need to get to this next conflict. And maybe it's like a little bit of a cheat. And maybe that's not the highest form of writing. But I think that in terms of this, it streamlines everything. And we don't really necessarily, like, I, I understand that you want, Zeph to be mad at Seth Rogen, and you sort of want justification for that, or, you know, if he is mad, you want the justification yeah. for that, but I feel like there's enough here that just, like, okay, like, we don't need to worry about that, just, like, just trust us, we're going to keep going. Yeah, they move it fast enough to where it's, like, you, you, you get over it quickly, and if you've already established that you like the characters from the first one, this one continues on on a good path. I can agree with because that. Because the other thing is that he's not... I mean, he is mad at Seth Rogen. He does take the girl's side. But ultimately, there's two things... Like, there's two reasons that I think it's okay. Because, number one, he keeps saying that he wants to be valued. And it just... It doesn't matter. It's sort of like he's like a gun for hire. And that whoever is the highest bidder in terms of whoever's going to value the most... Or value him the most, uh, he'll go with. So that's the one thing. The other thing is that, like... Yeah, he's mad at Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. But, like... 20 minutes later in the movie, he's on their side. So it's not like there's yeah. really, you know, it's not like this long It wasn't like grudge. a long conflict. Yeah. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, fair enough. I like that. Boom. Point me. <laughs> what I sort of wish, I mean, there is funny stuff when they're, like, head-to-head, and especially when, you know, like, the, the promotional video where they're like, hey, like, the girl's name's then just hot guy, and it's just, you know, there is funny stuff. Dude, it's, it's every Zeph movie, though. I mean, like, everyone we watch, they, like, I'm so glad that he must have a great sense of humor, that he can tolerate jokes like this because he gets shot down so many times in all these. I mean, maybe they're not even shots to him. Like, I don't, I'm not sure, but like, there's just so many jokes about him just being like a body. You know what I mean? So, like, they always crack me up. As soon as I saw a hot guy, I laughed. As soon as you see him, like, running and just like shots of his legs and stuff, like, these, these all just crack me up. I was just about to say, like, I wonder what's going to happen, like, when he you know, grows out of his good looks, but, like, you look at Brad Pitt, who's, like, in his late 40s or early 50s, Dude, whatever, he still he's still gets handsome. It. George Clooney, George Clooney. George Clooney, Robert Redford, even older, like, they're yes. all still, like, good, like, so I don't think, you know, unless he completely gives up on himself, and I don't think he's going to in Hollywood, you know, he's always gonna be good-looking, so it just, it's just a matter of, we talked about and it a lot. he looks super young, yeah, he looks super young, even now in these, like, other movies, like, he could easily be 20 you know what I mean? So, yeah, he's going to ride this way for a while. It's really just Good a matter, like, we've talked about a lot, like, I, we really hope that he grows out of this and sort of becomes, not a more serious actor, but, like, an actor who's able to get parts that aren't just based on the fact that, like, everybody, man and woman, who but sees think, him wants I to have sex with him. I think he's going to do it. Yeah, I think he's going to do it. I think we've seen that he can he can play that enough. I hope that other, like, directors and casters see that, too. I don't think he's just a one-shot kind of body type. He's not Channing Tatum, Okay. Like, this is, this well, is what I'm seeing. Well, I think Channing Tatum is different, too. I mean, that's a whole other... Like, a Channing Tatum podcast would be interesting, too. But I think he's sort of taken the step that he's not just a joker. He's not just, like, a handsome guy anymore. Like, he's been... I mean, he was in Hateful Yeah, Eight. he did fucking Magic Mike. So, like... Wait, well, yeah, that's based uh, on his story. Like, that's, like... That's a very specific yeah, thing to him. I don't know. I see Zeph moving kind of away from these roles. And when he does have them, they're kind of, like joking about him being in this role like neighbors too like they make jokes about him being the hot guy but i don't think that he's playing just a random hot guy in this movie well i don't think he's ever really played at least what we've seen so far he's never just played like the hot guy like it's always been that one step removed sort of poking fun at it 
I think, but like, uh, there's the yeah, problem. Right. I think that like it's the same thing every time. Like, this has a little uh, bit more emotional depth. But I mean, just being the hot guy, like he's a good enough actor. That he's not just going to be just the hot guy. Like, he's always going to be the lead, and so he needs to have yeah. a little bit more depth. But I feel like you know, even if he's always the hot guy, like you know, that we sort of twist a little bit and like he's deeper than you think. It's also to the point where like, okay, like now what's next? Like, there's got to be there's got to be the, the first time he takes a movie where he doesn't take his shirt off. His shirt off is going to be, that's it. Yes, I agree. The first movie we get where he's going to have no, and like, and we're kind of screwed right now because what do we got coming out? We got um, uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Which we're going to put out an episode about next week, and that's the same thing. Bonus, bonus episode. Uh, The masterpiece um, might be, I'm not sure, but then next summer he's doing Baywatch, and so Baywatch is going to be the same thing. That's what I'm saying, he's doing Baywatch, and Baywatch is going to be the same thing. It should be shirtless dude again. Good for him, cash your checks, I hope he... I hope he's doing good, but I, I really want to see him do shirt shirt on rolls. I just saw on IMDb that there is apparently now a two minute short film called Neighbors Three Zombies Rising, which is just Zeph and Seth Rogen and this guy Mick Ignis, who I do not know, and it's after dealing with two sororities, Mac and Kelly now have to face a zombie uprising. Yeah, maybe that's like a bonus, like one of these bonus things. They love doing these fake movie things, didn't they? Shoot one in This Is the End. Seth Rogen did one, and this is the end. They did a fake Pineapple Express sequel. Remember this? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's obviously very visually appealing to everybody who looks at him, but like, I want to see him in the movie where he's not taking his shirt off. I want to see him in a role that like he's Castor's ability because like we've talked about it here, like he's a he's maybe not like the world's greatest actor, but like there's that's only like one or two people. You know what I mean? Like it's he's a good enough yeah. actor that he should be able to be cast in things. For his acting chops, and not just because he looks great without without clothes on. For his dancing and singing, I mean, he's we've seen that too. Like, not even we haven't even gotten to um, High School Musical. We haven't even gotten to High School Musical, but he's been singing in some of them. You know what I mean? And like, he does dance routines in every one. We saw a dance routine in this one. Yep. Like he has a like he has a lot of skills. Yeah, I wish I gave him more credit for this. So, but I feel like the dance routine in this one is sort of what we're talking about now. It's that it's a really funny scene, and it's sort of giving the character the insight to, like, hey, I know how to use my good looks to, like, help us out in the situation. But the whole point of the scene is that he's going to get naked, and he's going to dance in front of a bunch of girls and distract them so they can steal the weed and burn the weed. It's just like, okay, like, let's see him... Like, let's see, like, a remake of, like, Footloose or something with him as the lead. Like, that could be... The Matrix. The Matrix? (laughs) Just kidding. All those dance scenes, the Matrix. (laughs) Like, the, 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 the bullet scene. He could be doing a nice dance scene <laughs> he could to the dance bullet his bullet way bullet through bullet time. I like that. I would. I would watch that. Keanu and Zeph come back in the Matrix. What I did like about this movie because I just finished editing the episode that we just put out a couple weeks ago for okay for at any price is that at one point I think toward the very end uh, I chanted USA and you said only USA chants USA and then in this movie we get a USA chant <laughs> we we got a nice USA chant yes we I was I was very happy about the USA chant in this one yeah they were like we're getting married we're a gay couple and then they start chanting USA it was so appropriate I'm glad that Seth Rogen shares our humor about USA chants yeah because one hundred percent. It was appropriate, too, because the Olympics just finished, so we get a little bit of USA chance for the Olympics. Sure. There was a lot of, like, super relevant jokes. I like the Hillary Rodham Clinton, like, what are you going to be? Are you going to be First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton or or Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton, or are you going to be 
future president Hillary Rodden Clinton. Like that was awesome. We so. also get a Trump joke that where like Baron Holtz is at work. He's like, I'm just trying to fire off this tweet. Like, how do you spell Trump? And I mean, like, it's <laughs> yes, it's relevant yes, yes. enough that <laughs> yes, 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 it was amazing. I mean, it's always going to be relevant, but like now it's like especially relevant. Yeah, I, did they like know what was going on? When did the fuck did this movie come out? Movie they came like, out predicted in May, that- so it was probably. I mean, they might have just, like, dubbed that in. I don't remember if we actually see his mouth. I mean, they could have, you know, if the movie came out in May, they could have put that in the final cut. Okay, for the Blu-ray, for the Blu-ray. No, I mean, they could have put that, like, right before theaters. I mean, it's before the final cut. Because this movie is not really being shown on film. It's all being shown digitally. So they could just, you know, edit the film and then just send out, like, the link or whatever to download it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. There are a lot of other cameos, or a lot of returning people from the first... Well, okay, so hold on. So in addition to the other people that we've talked about, you know, Billy Eichner is in this movie. Basically, you know, all of our stars from the first movie, all the dudes from Delta Psy, they're only in the one scene, aside from Zeph and Dave Franco. But we have Lisa Kudrow back as the dean of the yes. school, the president of the school. Again, somebody somebody I really wish I, we would have seen more of. We got one scene of her. It was funny. I liked it. But yeah, well, she I, was, I think she was only in, like, two in the first movie, but what I like what I liked about this movie, and then something else I'm going to say next, is that, like, the movie remembers, and maybe, I feel like you could point at this as a criticism, but I'm totally okay with it, but the movie remembers the jokes that worked the first time, and the whole first movie, if you remember, all she's concerned about is the headline, like, how is the headline going to read? Yes. And yes. so, like, her one big joke in this is, like, I can't have, like, a headline, like, female dean bans sorority or you know it's all, it's all like <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, the only thing she's concerned about is how this is going to look in the paper how she's going to come across exactly what i also really liked about the movie is that if you remember at the end of the first movie when they're trying to like light off the fireworks or shut down the power they're trying to get up to teddy's attic and they have like the three digit lock they're like, what could the three-digit code be? And then Seth Rogen's like, oh, I know what it is. And then he puts it to 420, and like that like green pot leaf comes up on the screen, and it's yes, like that, 420! Yes. Like, in this yeah. movie, when he's using his, same thing his weed vision, not even his weed vision, it's like weed scento vision, smell-o vision, yeah. and that same audio clip comes up, and it's the same, it's just like, like it's sort of like a little bit of a wink to the people who saw the first movie. Yeah, tilt of the hat to the, to the previous viewers and and i liked all of them too there's a there's a bunch of those i think i have a couple more of those in my notes a little bit of these jokes that were ongoing that we see return that are, I, I liked so because what's tough about sequels and especially comedy sequels is that you need to make a movie that makes sense following the first but also stands on its own and i feel like the yes. only thing that wouldn't really stand up well to, if you haven't seen the first is that poker game because you're like, I don't really know who these guys are. Like, There's funny enough jokes, but like, you don't really care about them, you know? And yeah. I feel like they're in there because you can't just not have a movie with them. Like, you could have just had a movie with, like, Zeph and Dave Franco and sort of had him peppered out, peppered throughout a little bit, but this movie does a really good job of, like, being funny on its own, even if you haven't seen the first one, or if it you have seen the first on one. Agreed, yep. It's like these little things like the Lisa Kudrow moment or like the 420 moment or this or that or whatever. It's all like winking at you like, we remember, we were in it together. The Hannibal scenes with the cop, like him being goofy with the cops, I totally agree. Them going back to Teddy's room when they go back upstairs. I liked all the slight nods to the old movie as well. I really liked the couple that was buying their house because it's Richard Splett. It's who is it? It's the, it's a dude. It's a ch- dude from Veep, Sam Richardson, who plays yes. Richard Splett, who's the best part of that. I mean, that whole show is perfect, but like he's maybe the best character on that show. And then Abby Jacobson from Broad City. Yes, from Broad City. I remember her from Broad City. Um, what else was this guy in? 
He was in something else that I've seen recently. Kimmy Schmidt or something. Well, what other spoiler sh- alert, he's going to be in the next movie we do. He's going to be in Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. That was it. That was it. You're right. That was it. Because I saw him that uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates in theaters, and he is, yes, he's the Oh, you saw that in theaters? In Yes, I did. I told you this. We I forgot. I forget. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, he's the... But what's frustrating about him in that movie and this movie, we'll talk about it a little bit next time, too, is that, like, he's not really given a lot to do. Like, he's sort of forced to be the straight man because there's so much funny around yes. him that, like, yes. you can't have everybody just be insane. Like, when, he, when they're at the table, when Rose Byrne's like, I feel like we're... I feel like I just feel like we're escrowing apart when we should be escrowing together. Like very clearly, he does not know what that is or what that means or how to use it in a sentence. It's the two of them, and it's the two real estate agents who are both proven to be insane, and then it's the other couple. And like you can't have six crazy people, so you sort of need a little bit of a straight man. Yeah, he has that one thing about like how he went to college too. He does like his little like fraternity, you know, like rollout or whatever, uh, which is funny, which is cool, but like. I w- they're both just so funny that I wish that they had more to yeah, do. Yeah, the chick from Broad City, too. I wish she would have been funny in the movie. And it, But you're right. It just wouldn't have worked. You needed somebody in this movie to be logic, like, somebody to not be funny just to make the other people seem funny. Like, it couldn't have been everybody cracking jokes the whole time. Right. Yeah. Right. It sucks, but yeah. The price of comedy. Have you ever paid for things in buckets of money? I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever paid for sex before, and the answers to both of those questions are no. I just like that they're like, Zeph, <laughs> Zeph just says, well, you need five buckets of money. Like, like a bucket of money, no matter how you fill it up, is always going to equal a thousand dollars. a thousand dollars, yeah. Yeah, I thought about that too. I mean, maybe if you fill it with ones. We need, we need a guest stripper to call in and help oh, us determine if a bucket of money... Speaking of calling money... in, we have a thing to announce, or a thing to say, if you want to say it now. Oh, yes! Yes, please, 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 go, please. Go, go. Take a small break, good. Who the fuck is listening to this? <laughs> I really want to know. I really do. So if you are listening to this, Joey knows the email address. It's zackattack at cageclub.me. Send us all of your hate mail, please. I want to hear everything that you hate about me and Joey, too, so I can laugh at him about it. And tell us <laughs> why you think this podcast is stupid and who the fuck is downloading so many times these podcast episodes. Like, I really don't get it. Maybe if you like it, you could tell us you like it too. If you want, talk to us. Talk to us. I want to hear. The, I want to hear some feedback. I mean, we're on what Twitter too, and our, our Twitters are on the CageClub.me homepage. Don't you, know, you can follow that? It doesn't matter. But email us because I we don't get email on any of the Cage Club emails. We just get like spam. So I would like to have actual email from you. So Zach attack. Yeah, we'll read some letters or something. If you write, if you write a letter, I would like to read it next time at the beginning. Whatever you write, and... we will read. Yes. But, yeah. Not long shit though. Nobody got time for that. It won't be on... <laughs> it'll probably be on the November episode, because by the time this comes out, we probably will have recorded the Mike and Dave and the next one, so it'll be on the November yeah. episode. So Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, rate us. Now and rate us, please. And in a month and a half, you'll hear it. Shout out Stacy. Also in this movie is Kelsey Grammer, who's like, you know, yeah! a comedic legend. Frasier was a great... Frasier was a good part of this movie. And he's just... Uh, he's not... Again, like, just like another guy who, like, could be the funniest kind of shit in the movie, but like... Doesn't really have a funny part. No. He just he's just there no, because he he's just a totally like, oh, dude. straight dude. He plays a totally straight old white dad, and I liked it a lot. I was waiting for him to come in with the funny, and I liked that he played it so straight. Like he played it like, oh, you're not even going to know what happens to your daughter type situation. And, they, and like him and Seth Rogen had this moment over their daughters, and it was kind of creepy and weird. And I really liked it. <laughs> That he's still at that point because like what the fuck has he been doing nothing right I don't know I honestly don't know 
Probably not. I mean, he still looks the same. He still looks good. He's- yeah, he looks the exact same as Frazier. Yeah, agreed. Getting back to Zeph, because that's why we're here, I think that he's really the most interesting person in the movie to follow because he grows, like, the whole thing. Like, every- he's sort of... He grew last time, too, yeah. though. I like it. He he had a double growth. Double growth. Like McLovin. Power up. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do. Like, he's, he's learning about women's rights. He's like, don't call them hoes. That's not cool anymore. Because, like, that, that moment where he's like, oh, we threw so many cool parties. Like, CEOs and hoes and bros before hoes and yeah. Boise Boys in Idaho. Yep. And he's just like, can't you Boise see? Boise Boys in Idaho was great. That was, that was one of these. Remember in the last movie when we had a joke that ran too long where they just kept going back and forth? Yep. I wanted more of that. I wanted, like, a, a good three minutes of Zeph coming up with something in Ho's party names. I feel like, yeah, if, if Dave Franco was there for some reason, I mean, there's no reason for him to be in that <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. But that would have gone on for a while, that, there. Uh, what, Ida Bros and Ho's or whatever? Boise Boys and Idaho's. <laughs> yeah, Boise, Boise Boys and Idaho's was probably one of the best things I heard in the whole movie. And so he's learning all these things about, you know, how to respect women and, like, how he's been, like, the sexist pig all his life. And then, at the same time, he's still, like, he's like, I quit my job for this, I liquidated my 401k, and somebody's like, and I think Chloe Grace Smith's like, what's a 401k? He's like, I don't know what it, like, I don't know! Like, <laughs> he just yeah. doesn't know real things. I mean, there's, like, the maybe my favorite scene, because, like, it's so funny and so sweet, is when Seth Rogen's teaching him about boiling water, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, what's, what's, what's going on with the water? He says, it's boiling. <laughs> And he touches it. And he's like, "That shit! I told you not to touch it." He said, "I thought it was gonna be jacuzzi hot." He's like, "Jacuzzi no, hot!" Really I thought hot. it was gonna be jacuzzi hot. Yeah, I like that one too. And how does it make eggs hard but pasta soft? And that's like an ultimate. Like, I'm sure that Seth Rogen has probably asked that question at some point in his life when he's been super, super stoned. It's just like one of those. Like, it is a fair question. Like, it's a dumb question, but it's a fair question. Yeah, if you're not a scientist, I guess yeah, people would wonder shit like that. So yeah, I forgot that we're talking to a scientist here. Sorry, sorry. Do you want to explain why it makes pasta soft but eggs hard? Do you really want me to or no? Yeah. Okay, eggs are all protein, so when you boil them, the proteins interlock, and then they become hard. Okay. Like, pasta is all carbohydrates, so when you boil them, the carbohydrates break down, and then you have soft pasta. That's why. Well, there you go. That was the simplest way I can explain it. Call me out. Send emails about that. Send, <laughs> send hateful, send hateful scientific emails about why I'm wrong, please. Did you like the cover of Black Skinhead in this movie? What was that? The the Kanye song. There was a cover of a Kanye song in well, this movie. When they, I totally missed it. When they it. roll up to the when they steal the weed, it's Kanye, but it's not the Kanye version. Oh. Uh, I didn't even catch it because it, I was so consumed with them stealing the weed and the smell vision that I totally missed the song that was playing in the background. It is Black Skinhead, but it's performed by, can I get this wrong, Jacques Slade, Jacques Slade, oh. Thurs, and El Prez. I, I totally didn't. I'm gonna put those, I'm gonna put that in the chat. Do you know any of those people? Absolutely not. I do not. I don't know any of those Because it's the perfect though. song for the time, for the scene, but it just, it's not the Kanye version, so I don't know why they covered it. I'm sure that Kanye wouldn't let them have the real version in the movie. Uh, even though he kind of likes Seth Rogen, right? Isn't he boys with Seth Rogen? Like, doesn't he say, like, Seth Rogen, funny? But, like, when they did, like, the <laughs> fake, um... When they did... No, they, they did the fake... <laughs> I know, that was a terrible, horrible Kanye impression, but that's exactly how I imagine Kanye talking about Seth Rogen. So, I'm a big Kanye fan. Send hate mail about Kanye, please! When they did the Bound 2 music video where it was Big Franco and Seth Rogen, he definitely was tweeting 
about Seth Rogen, and I know I know that one of them was like, "I like Seth Rogen; he's funny," or like something like real, like real Kanye about it. So yeah, I don't know why you would let your song be in the movie, but not let it be the original song. It's just weird, unless for some it's, reason it has to do with some kind of movie rights, like maybe music rights and stuff. Like you can like if it's a cover, it's something else, and then they don't have to go through Kanye about it. Who knows? I don't know. That's my guess. That's my guess. There's also a topical Cosby joke about how they drank the punch at the party yes. and they got cosby There were so many... Yeah, there was... You get a slow Cosby. That's what we call a slow Cosby. I mean, I guess now... We haven't really heard any new stories about Cosby in months, but I feel like from now on, at least for the foreseeable future, like, that's going to be a punchline. Yeah, rape jokes are always going to be Cosby jokes from now on now. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, we also have another flashback to the first movie in that they try to use... In airbags. Airbags. There's the airbag scare yep. at the office. <laughs> when they run away, Zach and I died, yeah. When they're like, airbags! And they like start taking cover and knocking over the desk and shit. That was a really good part of the movie. That was a really good nod to like the previous viewers that have seen the first one. That scene kind of wouldn't make sense to like people. It would stand alone. Like You wouldn't you wouldn't catch it and be like, what the fuck was happening there? But at the same time, like if you've seen the previous movie, the airbag scene was really, really funny. They use the airbags again in the garage because they think they can escape oh, God. through the skylight. He got so fucked up. That was so they're such. They're, both of them are such beautiful idiots. They're just like the perfect oh, yeah, amount yeah, of yeah. stupid. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I wonder if these two dudes smoke weed together. Like, I, I feel like Zeph and Seth Rogen had to be getting stoned on this movie together. Probably. I don't know. But the thing is, Zeph never looked stoned unless in, in, except when we saw him in that interview. Oh, God, at E3, Fox. yeah. But I mean, like, in the movies, he never looked stoned. Maybe, maybe he's like, you know... One of these guys, somebody that I am really close to myself, that wouldn't be stoned in a work situation, but if you weren't working, maybe that would happen. Maybe, maybe. I have, I have one, I have one, I have one. How many times did we see Zeph crying in this movie? Oh, I don't know. Probably a lot. Spoiler alert, I did count them, and I counted at least three times that Zeph is full-on bawling in this movie. He's very emotional. <laughs> when, he was, when he was running, he's crying. When they're watching A Fault in Your... Uh, what is it? A Fault in Your Stars? The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our Stars. When they're watching that movie, he's crying. When he's like, yeah, you can share the room with Stella. She's just very small, like a shoebox. She only and takes up this same. much space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's crying again. So we see at least three full-on Zeph crying scenes. I think there's this crying scene for every shirtless scene that we saw in this movie. Which is a good, it's a good split. It's a good ratio. Yeah, that's a good ratio. It shows that he's, you know, ripped and sensitive. Yes, very much so. What I did like about it is that the movie ends in a place where there is real character growth that he figures out a career path and I can also see this being a career path that yeah. if they ever make a Neighbors 3 that isn't zombie uprising that's two minutes long I can also see this as being like a thing that like doesn't pan out for him but he becomes a gay wedding planner because guys just respond to him and they also they also just I wanna... really want to fuck him yeah. yes that's really awesome again another great Zeph being like a gay icon joke that he just rolled with in the movie i'm so glad that like we were getting to new age actors that can just tolerate like all of this homosexuality and not be weirded out by it so i mean to be to be perfectly fair like if you have a huge gay following that's just more money that you're gonna make so even if you're you know i think he seems totally cool with it but like there's no reason you wouldn't accept this yeah you wouldn't like it yeah agreed agreed yeah true all in all i just love this movie i mean i don't know so okay here's a question for you which one do you think is 
funnier? This one, the first one. Which one do you think is better? And which one do you think you would watch more? One, one, one. But this isn't that far off, though, right? Like it's no, it's not that far off. I like it. I I like the premise of this one better, to be honest. But I think the first one executes better. I think I like the characters in the first one better, and I would watch the first one more. Not that I don't like this one. Not that I won't watch this one again. Just I, the first one hit on all cylinders for me. So I don't think I don't think I think they had a hard, high bar to try to cross, and they needed to change the characters. I understand that for the movie, but I just don't think the girls held up as well as the guys did. Just for me personally, I don't think that they could hold a candle to the, like the previous cast of McLovin and the kid being a cop and I, I, little Franco. I don't think they could hold a candle to them. That's fair. Yeah, that's just like my take on it. Like I think that the adults were equally as funny in both movies it comes down to the sorority versus the fraternity and i think the fraternity was funnier like the hillary Rodham clintons versus the de niro's and one of them being pacino like come on like that like the de niro's and them all being de niro and one of them being pacino is fucking hilarious to me so there's just some things that like you couldn't get away with as much as i liked it and as much as i liked the women empowerment thing they had to focus more on it for the premise of the movie just having the dudes be idiots is in like you know trying to make dick molds and stuff is funnier to me as a guy, so dicks in our hands. Dicks in our hands. I will watch as many neighbors movies as they come out because they're still really funny. I do. I True. Think that the first one I hope is they go better. like Fast and the Furious. I want like nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we could probably get a new one. I don't know. I really don't know how many more times they want to go back to this. Well, I could also see like a sort of. I don't think they'll maybe? ever do another. You one. don't think they'll ever? I don't do think one? that they'll. No, I think this is the end of it for them. I really. It was good, them. and I really want. I want a third one. I want to see him being the gay wedding planner, and I want to see that one pan out. But that one's just going to be Mike and Dave need wedding dates in a different format. In my head, that's what it's planning out to be. So, also in terms of like the financials, the first one was made for eighteen million, and it made two seventy worldwide. Wow. The second one was made for thirty five million, so they doubled the budget. And it made 107 worldwide, so it made yeah. So like they're not going to make another one. Yeah, it's just I just like all the people in this movie that like whether the stars or whether the I small do, roles too. or whatever. There's just so but many. But the good... cool thing about Seth Rogen is is we have a good shot of seeing them all being characters in a completely different premised movie. Yeah, I really want to see another Zeph and Seth Rogen movie. Does it have to be another Neighbors movie? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see a Zef cameo in the next, like, this is the end or whatever type of movie that he's making. This so. is really the end. This is this is most definitely the end of this. Cool. Well, do you have any other thoughts about the movie? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll through my notes one more time. Do you have anything else that you wrote down? Um, them rubbing Zef in the grease from the pork butt hits home. You know, I'm a big barbecue head. <laughs> so... That was really amazing, and I like the wife like rubbing him from behind and grabbing his muscles. I always think that's like a very yeah, funny pose hung. between we're, a man and a, a woman. We're in a rush. Yeah, we're in a rush, and she's like just grabbing his tits. Like that was amazing to me. Oh, something that I didn't say that I really want to talk about is: Did you notice the little nod to waif in this movie? Did you catch it? I don't know. There was a steps to setting up a successful sorority. And the steps sounded very much like how to be a DJ from Wave. <laughs> and I was really excited because Zeph's like, all you need is one house, five buckets of money, and one chance. You know? I mean, yeah. So essentially it was the same thing. And I was really happy that I saw a little bit of Wave come out in them right there. I think that we, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that just like the first movie, aside from like the one scene where he's in a sweater, he's just constantly in different Delta Psi t-shirts, and he even... Yes, or the same one. I think he's wearing the same one this whole movie. There is one at the end of the movie where he takes off one and puts on another, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, hold on, I need to get ready. Oh, yeah, that's another part of the movie I like. The best friend, Seth Rogen's best friend in this movie. His gay interactions with Seth Rogen and with um Zac Efron in this movie are really, really funny. If you see the look on his face as Zac, Zac Efron's taking off his shirt and putting the other one on, he's just like, just like gazing at him like super wantingly, like as a woman. And then when he's like, if anybody wanted to fuck me. Tonight will be the night, and he just keeps staring at Zeph. Like we got it, we got a big laugh out of that one too. Oh, he does say, and and uh, where's the line where after Zeph comes back to the good side, the quote unquote good side, he says, uh, "Oh, that's right, I'm switching sides." FYI, Kelly, I'm still down, and like Roseburn, like just doesn't know how to react. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, oh, like, you know. And Seth Rogen's like, I know you guys aren't going to have yeah, sex, but it yeah. still hurts my feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that we, we didn't yeah. mention one of the funniest lines in the movie. We talked about the scene. It's when uh, Hannibal and Gerard Carmichael are going around busting the guys, and they stick the, like, Hannibal sticks the gun in that one white guy's mouth, and he's just shouting at Gerard Carmichael. He's like, this is your training day. Training day. And Gerard's like, what are you, he's like, this is your training day. <laughs> I don't know what training day is. Yeah. There were some great jokes in this movie. I liked a lot of them. I liked a lot of the girl jokes, too. They were really funny. Like, when they're sitting in the room, and they're, like, smoking weed for the first time, and she, like, takes, like, one hit, and she was like, this is my thing now. This is totally my thing. You know, I have a younger sister that's maybe a little bit older than them now, but not much. So, like, listening to her talk, I was just like, oh, fuck, they sound just like them. (laughs) So, yeah, like that, and she's like, and the other girl's like, I've been in a relationship since third grade, and they're like, just like, like Corey and Topanga. Topanga, yeah, and they all like make this like same inflections, like they're all, all their voices, oh, yeah, they all sound like that, and I'm just like, fuck, every girl in the world sounds like this right now, yeah, this yeah. that old, yeah. That's about the end of my notes. That's all I got going for us. This was a fun movie. Yeah. I very much liked it. This is out now. Now that we're putting this out on September 20th, it's now available on Blu-ray and DVD and probably on digital. Go buy it! Go pay for it. Pay for this movie. Support Zeph. Support Zeph. Support Seth Rogen. Support Baby Stella. The baby. The baby's the same baby as the first movie. Yep. Same actress. She's great, too. Same actress is. Reminder, send us emails, please. Uh, What's the email again? ZachAttack at CageClub.me. Yeah, or tweet me. Tweet me mean shit. Tell me how bad I suck. His Twitter's on the homepage of cageclub.me, so go there, find him, Joey Fridays underscore something or other. Yeah, something like that. I forget what it is. Get it done. For all things Zach Attack, you can go to cageclub.me. You can find the Twitter addresses there. You can send us an email there. You can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub. See the past Zach Attacks. Listen to those. The other shows on the network. All sorts of stuff. We now have a music podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network in September. We have Now and Again about where... Uh, the guy who co-hosts Monkey Club goes back and is reviewing all of the now that's what they call music discs one month at oh, a time. Oh, that's hilarious! And he has a guest nice. on each time, and they just sort of talk about like where they were in their lives. And I want to sign up for one of those, man. Damn, it's really good. On I'm on the third okay. episode, so the one that comes out cool. in November. So he's doing nice. each disc is one month. There's two episodes per month, so this whole month is out now. So if you want to relive 1998, I think. Go back and <laughs> I'm going to go that. listen to these. Nice. So there you go. Okay. So go to those two places, do all those fun things. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cageclub. All sorts of fun stuff. All things Zach Efron, whenever you want. Zach Efron on demand. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Zach Attack.